You're listening to Irish Radio Candidate on the Broad, and I am honoured, and I have to say I'm really honoured to be sitting across from Wallace Bird. Um, oh, Austin. No, I, <laughs> because I have seen you perform. The only time I've ever seen you perform live was last night, but I have seen you perform on stage, on TV, because we watch RTE oh, yeah. uh, regularly. And you are an amazing musician, an amazing storyteller. Oh, jeez, well, um, um, what else would we do and what else would we you, do? Um, <laughs> Thanks, Austin. But Enniscorthy was home. Yeah, uh, my parents bought a pub down in Enniscorthy when I was five. It was called the Gilded Cage, it was on Temple Shannon. Gorgeous old pub, um, had three different sides to it. Um, the snug, the lounge and the bar, you know, so yeah. I, my parents kind of catered to they were on the both sides of the tracks actually, the good side and the bad side, so they got all sorts of clientele and that's where I learned to watch people and gather stories and a pub is a hell of a place for story gathering I'd say. Yeah, because you're going to hear all sorts of things and uh, yeah. yeah, comedy and tragedy. Yeah, more the tragedy than the comedy. Quite a lot, yeah. Yeah. My parents were a good crack though because uh, they they were really jovial uh, people and respectful of all types of people. So they got a great clientele. They had um, Colin Breen who used to paint houses with Brendan Bean. And they'd have the session in, in my parents' house, right. uh, seemingly so. Well, Colin Breen, anyway, definitely. And, um, yeah, you just hear of all these musicians passing well, through. Were your kids. parents musical? My dad was a DJ, and my mom just would sing every single song on the radio. Right. Um, she loves music, and she's my mom has a, a great eye for... Uh, for a turn of phrase she's one of the funniest people I know and um, and my dad of course was a DJ for 20 years you know where was he working he was working with his brother they were a group called Sounds International in Meath and they used to well they they were based out of Meath and they um did rock rock and roll disco shows okay and that was in the time when yeah I'm old enough to remember when the DJ would come in and it, it was after the show bands and the, it, it, was, right. it was the disco area yeah know. yeah he said it was absolutely to die for good yeah. really really good like yeah it's a Saturday Night Live yeah, yeah. yes yeah, yeah. He, he used to have um <clears throat> Uh, go-go girls on on perspex and everything and they used to have a big lighting show and um all sure they were closed down many times because it was like sailing close to the wind yeah <laughs> very that's a nice way to put it <laughs> so wallace the family name it's um i'm going to ask you uh, charlie bird is there a connection no unfortunately yeah uh, he's a lovely man and he is. there was I know. I uh, never looked into it, to be honest, but I, I, I doubt it because um, there's only five families, five bird families in Ireland and we're all um, not, that are not connected. Right. There's not many birds in Ireland at all. Like. Right, right. Um, so then in the music that you would have been hearing in and around the pub, um, you would have gone from traditional the Kamalias, the, the probably the country and Irish. Yeah. The whole the whole gamut. 
Yeah, that's it. Uh, so my my uncle, who used to DJ with my dad, would come down once in a while and get the troops going. And there was always dancing was always important in my parents' pub. Um, and they'd have the Irish trad session in the front bar. And I just remember being down there at daytime, sitting next to a man playing the guitar like I I hadn't really seen anyone play the guitar like that at that point. Like I'd been playing the guitar since I was a baby and. Um, my sisters and my brothers all hung out with musicians, so and they all knew that I played guitar, so they teach me a lot. And it was mostly heavy metal at the time when I was right. growing up. But um, when I got excited about the guitar was when I watched the trad Irish players, and that's mm-hmm. kind of eats into my style nowadays, which is this rambling, fast hand, fast left hand, strumming hand, and uh, open D chords. Yeah. Right. Um. Your writing then, what would what would inspire you? I suppose my early moments would have been listening to my parents talk. Actually, um, just the way they phrase things is very interesting. My father always has a joke ready for everything, every scenario, and um, he's gently poetic. And uh, my mum's whip smart. You know, she'd tear you in half with a line. Um, so listening to them growing up, I found. I just found that a really good way to see life um, and I enjoy the people that they hang out with and that my parents hang so a lot of my upbringing of how people talk to each other or how people use words would have been um, what my parents did you know they read, read a lot of books and um, my dad would uh, take me upstairs and have me listen to the lyrics of a song for example and, um, so that would have been like there was this discerning a moment in a song was important with my dad he'd say now have a listen to this and he wouldn't say he wouldn't ask me what's it about but he'd say isn't that some good and then I'd have to discern why it's good because I was interested in what my dad was interested in did you go through like after you did your laden cert where were you heading at that stage um I had I was already kind of gigging a lot at that stage. I started doing covers gigs by the time I was 17, and I um, stayed. I did my leaving, and I was near. I was 19 when I left school. Actually, I felt like an old granny, but you're here. Um, some of my friends were leaving at 16. It was mad. Well, I left at 16. Yeah, um, I did fourth year, and then I had to repeat fifth class, and I, all this sort of stuff. Yeah. You know? And I felt old, but um, after my leaving cert. I did a one-year course in my hometown, Enniscorthy, and that was in music production, and I loved that course. That gave me a zest for um, production, music production, and putting songs together, specifically. Um, and then after that, I, the course in Enniscorthy Tech, I went to study in Ballyfermot um, College of Further Education, and I did that for two years. and. Um, mostly spent time getting to know people and um, recording and getting to know people really. I wasn't much interested in learning in that. In that, that so time. you saw music as where you wanted to be. Yeah, it was connecting me with it connected me with people. It always had me interested in a night out. I was hanging out with people and having the time of my life through music. Like we'd meet up every almost every night of the week in Dublin in a bar called the Maze. 
and that's where we play funk and soul and um, bluegrass and um, jazz as well. Uh, we'd take whatever was going and then, then of course there was um, open mic nights and it was, that was our schooling basically. Mm -hmm. It was like mm -hmm. going to church every single day, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and then after, after Bally Firm at the two years, um, Ballier and this college in Germany did a workshop um, and I, I was chosen as one of 30 of the students to go over and exchange and meet, all, meet eight other colleges from all over Europe. And that's when I met my manager and my team and my producer and my band and when Ballyfermot College was finished then I decided to go over and check out this college where they were studying. I got a scholarship for three months and um, went over to Mannheim and ended up just staying really and that's how my Germany doors opened and I never looked back really. Um, since the German Germany period, I got a record deal with an English label, Ireland, and then the whole lot of us moved over to London for six years and did I saw out the six years and was kind of sick of London and um, then moved to Berlin where everybody from Germany was then moving. So I'm in Berlin now ten years. Mm. And that's the long and short of it. When you went over initially, you would have. You wouldn't have had any German, and they wouldn't have had. They, had, they probably had a lot more English. Yeah, yeah, that was it. I mean, it was expected of Germans to have quite a, a sizable amount of English, but nowadays it's fluent. Um, I had German until my leaving cert. Funnily enough, um, you don't know these things. You don't think you're going to live in Germany when you're when you're 18 or something, yeah. you know. Um, but I, I found that I had more than I thought, and I was determined to. I love the language. I think it's it's a really very methodical language. Um, like there's a meaning and a meaning and a consequence and a verb within one word. Oftentimes, so that's right. really interesting. As somebody who's mad about linguistics and yeah. etymology, and you know, I love words basically. So. Um, so you do word Lerita. I wish I did. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to. Do you do it? I do, yeah. yeah I start with so Octurdle and I go from Octurdle to Quirtle and Quirtle. Oh, very work. good. Very I good. need to get the brain going before oh, I get to Wordle. It's fabulous. Do you do it all in the morning or what? In the morning. That's first when I get up in the morning to start the brain going. Oh, very good. Very good. Yeah, I must do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and would you say then that your living experience and the language experience in Germany has had any any influence on how you approach your music now? Uh, very much so. Um, so when I live, live my personality through German actually now um, most of the day and the funny thing about learning a new language is that you have the opportunity to reinvent yourself a little bit actually yeah. as bad as that sounds or something but you do because you, you of course take yourself into a new language but you have the opportunity to find new words that you wouldn't have in your common tongue and <clears throat> I found that I'm uh, I like to think that I, I'm a laundrette owner I used to be did you? 
go away. I did. Like, <laughs> I love, I said, laundrette that I used to go to, she'd, she'd hold up all your clothes in front of you, like mortify you. Um, she was kind of very, very working class, and herself and her mother used to sit there. It was a very odd, and the odd couple. They'd sit there, they'd never leave the house, smoke fags in the laundrette all day. It was gas, but I'm sure that you were like... No, I was out, so I was out trying to hustle other stuff. Right, um, yeah. I was driving around and I, uh, to grow the business. Yeah. Uh, this is now in rural Ireland. Um, I started overall rentals to small, you know, out in the way out the country, you have these guys, one horse, uh, like they're just a little garage, and it's mm. only the guy. And uh, the wife wouldn't want them coming in with greasy overalls. Right, yeah. So I, because uh, it was a dry cleaning owner, uh, laundrette I had. And uh, I started renting overalls to the garages. Cause it was That's so really clever. Where's the niche? Where's something that no one else That's is so doing? so clever, Austin. Uh, so I had my circuit. I was yeah. in Clara County after over to Forband, around down to Belmont, over to Kilcormock, and back up around, and you had these guys up in the... Oh, fabulous. Yeah. That's really clever. I'd say you're a hot dog, were you? You are busy. Not busy enough. Right, yeah, yeah, but busy, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it was a case of, you had to be busy because it was a case of, in anything like that, it's like your parents, you know, you you, you say, how do I get money in the door to keep the door open? I know, yeah, yeah. tax 50% on the pound at the time, wasn't it? It wasn't so much that I closed the the business uh, when VAT went from 12 to 15 to 18 to 21 percent because my inputs were mainly electricity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if it, it, I was VAT was on everything and there was no there was nothing there and it just it, it became unaffordable and I couldn't raise the prices. Yeah. Because the market wouldn't tolerate it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, like, what about now, what, if you had a venture, well, I mean, if you're not going to give away your biggest secrets on, but what do you see uh, if you had to do a venture now, what would you I would advise anybody, if you're looking what to do, is go look for personal services. Okay. Doesn't matter what it is, personal services, because they will not go away with the change in technology. It's still people who want to get their hair done, they want to get their nails done, they'll want to yeah. get their shoes fixed, they'll want to get uh, clothing, yeah. yeah, electricians, plumbers, personal services, landscaping, and as the middle class or whoever get become more wealthy and want more time to themselves, they will pay people to, to, do, to do personal services. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah. And, I always and said I'd be a waste the person because there's always room there will be for yeah, yeah there will, <laughs> there will. Mm. yeah and that's why in a way what I see what you do is a personal service because oh yeah people mm. want to be entertained they do isn't it it was funny at the start of the pandemic when um, in Ireland it was the first music and arts was the first to go and the last to come back mm-hmm. and the arts was going the arts scene in Ireland was going absolutely crazy <clears throat> because it was left dogged I thought I mm-hmm. thought it was a really sad representation and of the how the government saw the arts they just kind of like threw it to the wayside and said just should they get over it they're like cockroaches they live through anything and um, then the Irish um, Irish music scene and the industry went mad and mm-hmm. they protested en masse mm-hmm. and said okay so while you're sitting at home with no job at your desk what are you doing you're reading books you're listening to music you're watching television shows do you know how important this all is like mm-hmm. and now 
the Catherine Martin, isn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah, give the income support. It's incredible. Isn't it's a change. It? Isn't it? Yeah. So squeaky wheel gets the oil, and usually the the Irish music scene would would just go along with, oh yeah, I'll yeah. play for nothing. That's for yeah, a bit of exposure, but that's all changing now because yeah. I mean, well, I mean, if you can't afford to live, how are you going to do your art? Yeah. So. And I think it's an appreciation, and I was talking to Kieran Walsh about that uh, with Culture Ireland. Yeah, I love that. And um, that um, that income support um, for the uh, artist community and the pilot project. As I said to him, I think it's a recognition of how Ireland punches above its weight. Yeah. Uh, and has traditionally, whether it be the James Joyce, the Yates, and um, you even go back. You were one person that blew me away when I started doing a little bit of research, and it was uh, Phil Lynott. Oh, yeah. You know how big he was in Japan? It, like, um, yeah. And, yeah. It, you know, you two are yeah. way years after, but here mm. this giant. Yeah, yeah. Huge giants of music came out, came out of the scene, like Phil Lynott, Rory Gallagher, yeah. the Cranberries, you yeah. know, Mary Black. Um, all these people that have just made such huge waves, Enya, yeah. changed the face of the world, and it's just such a small island. But yeah. we're so adventurous, I think. Mm-hmm. We have wanderlust and life lust, and it's terrifying sometimes, isn't it, when you go around like, oh, there's another Irish accent, oh, okay, you know. Oh, and we pick up on it. Yeah, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> I do like the Irish, I'm lucky that I was born there, but, you know, I've. Yeah. Do you miss it? No, I, I feel like I'm deeply ingrained. I miss my parents. I miss seeing my parents every time I go back, you know. Um, it's different because you know you've missed out on a lot of yeah. things. But um, No, I don't miss it because I bring my family to me and I show them what I'm at every day and stuff like that. Um, and I got away from it for a reason that I found... I gained opportunity and gained a different life and I'm I suppose in that way I'm quite German then I've become quite German um, but I think it's important for people to go away to come back and re- and look at their where they're from and as a third party as well I think it's really important for the for the progression of a country is to get opinions not opinions or thoughts from far and wide you know and there's a big difference I think that what you've done and what I've done rather than someone who says well I'll go to Vancouver for two years or I'll go to Australia for a year or whatever as a student and party yeah uh, once you emigrate you always have a foot in two camps you do yeah 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 you really do I think you become more aware of what's happening over there like I'd read more about what's happening in the news I lived in England and I was fascinated by the politics because it's you know it's very gamey over there so and I'm interested in games and competitions and stuff like that sports analogy and that kind of thing um, and I just find politics very interesting and society is like um, it's like a like a chess game or something like that yeah. I find you never know what's going to happen in it um, but it's always make a move and change changes and small changes um, yeah, I'm all really interested in what's happening in other countries. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as I know you and I can talk for hours. I just have. I know. Do you hear me? <laughs> no, I just have that sense. You know, it's so comfortable sitting here with you. Yeah. And, you We're know, in a nice spot too. Yeah, as well. it is, and, and I need to keep an eye and, and be conscious of time. Yeah. Um, we're going to share a piece of music. What are we going to share? 
I'd like to share a song called As the River Flows. It's um it would it, it might ruffle feathers I think and it wouldn't be the it takes a little while to get through because it's about migrants and refugees and travelling across the Mediterranean Sea from 2015 but I think it's a good representation of my hopes and wishes uh, as a musician and um, for us as a people. Well it's first been an honour. Thanks very much. Where, where can Thank people you. find you on social and um, out there on the web? Uh, Wallacebird.com and then you can find me on all of the damn socials. That's all. Right. I have to use every one of them. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Wallace, thanks a million. Thanks a million.